You're listening to The Ultimate Creative, a podcast designed to help creative entrepreneurs like you manage your multiple careers, expand your skill sets, and get more done. I'm your host, Emily Milling, founder and chief creative officer of The Ultimate Creative. All right, welcome to another episode of The Ultimate Creative. I'm your host, Emily Milling. Today, I'm talking about myself. Why? Because I want to, and because I think it would be helpful for anyone who's trying to figure out their creative career to understand what a meandering, awkward, awful career path looks like and how you get from working midnights at a hotel to running your own business and having your own sketch comedy troupe and filmmaking and all that fun stuff. So when I was a kid, I wanted to be a filmmaker. That's all I wanted to do. And I spent so many hours just making short films with my friends. I had this really fun uh, after-school club that I started in grade eight because I watched the cartoon Home Movies. And I thought, oh, wouldn't it be fun to have my own home movies just making shorts all the time, constantly? And in grade 11, a friend of mine wrote this parody of Macbeth. And so she said, can we produce this? So over the summer, we produced this 46 minute long opus of Macbeth. And it was hilarious and crazy. And it's on the internet if you want to watch it. And I play a witch. I don't look any different. And it's super weird to look at it because it was like 15 years ago. But anyway, I digress. Then I applied to film school. I applied to five film schools and I was rejected from every single one of them like all of them. So I'm thinking to myself like, wow, okay, I guess what I wanted isn't actually going to happen for me. So I'll just do whatever. And I took a year of like a general BA at U of T and, uh, and I fell, I failed out pretty hard. Actually, I failed out twice, like very hard. And I didn't have a clue what I was doing the whole time. I'm like stifling myself. I'm like, well, you know, Filmmaking is just for dumb kids and whatever, but like realistically, this is all I want to do. So the more I'm pushing it in, the more I'm hiding this away, the more I'm like, oh, I should just be like an English scholar. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Or I should just like work at, or maybe I should just like take whatever job is given to me because I should just be grateful for the job that I am given. You know, the less I'm able to uh, really accept the fact that I do just want to be a filmmaker. So the whole time I'm just watching movies constantly because I am obsessed with movies. I just, I, I love them. And, uh, and I started this really weird pattern of taking on the careers of women in the movies I was watching. The first one was Maggie Gyllenhaal in Stranger Than Fiction. She was a baker and she had her own bakery. And I'm like, that is the coolest thing ever. I totally want to do that. And I started like crocheting a blanket, just like what she had, just to be cool, you know, not really following on with what Will Ferrell was doing, which is probably what I should have done. But I mean, Maggie Gyllenhaal is pretty cool anyway. So I went to school for two years to become a pastry chef. And by the end of that, I really hated baking, (laughs) which sucked. And I also, but I did get to start my very first business officially called uh, Iris and Olives Cakes, which was named after my grandma and my great grandma. Um, And, uh, and so I was making these designer cakes for people. And they were paying me next to nothing. And I realized that I cannot make a career out of selling extremely high end designer cakes to people for like 100 bucks. It's just like not feasible at all. I don't recommend it to anybody. So shortly thereafter, I'm watching Forgetting Sarah Marshall and I'm thinking to myself, whoa, Mila Kunis, she's got a really cool job in the at the, at the hotel in Hawaii. Maybe I should do that. I should be a hotel person 
like front desk worker, that sounds like a really fun thing to do. And I got myself a job at like a roadside hotel, like a businessman, and I'm serious about the businessman thing, hotel in Ajax called the Hilton Garden Inn. And the general manager at the time, I don't know if he's still there, he says to me, you know, we only hired you because businessmen like to see a pretty face at the end of the day. Nice, right? So I hightailed it out of there and moved myself out to Vancouver because why not? I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't know what I'm doing. I mean, like, it's just crazy. The whole time I'm feeling more and more depressed because I'm not doing anything creative anymore. And, uh, but I did pick up the guitar. I picked up the guitar and I started teaching myself how to play. I started teaching myself how to record and I started teaching myself how to write songs. And that's where I got started with everything like related to podcasting and any sort of audio stuff. Um, so, so that was, it was like a mixed bag, you know, like on one hand, I've got this really fun creative thing happening and I'm trying to start a band and stuff. Cause when am I ever not trying to start a band? If you want to start a band, give me a ring a ding ding. Anyway, on the other hand, I had a job at a hotel as, um, as the phone operator. And the only shifts that I was getting were midnight, uh, overnight shifts. And the office that I worked in was this like tiny office with a window, like that was this big. So you couldn't see out and it was midnight anyway. And I kept falling asleep. And then like, it wasn't a good situation. (laughs) because people would call and I wouldn't answer. And so I had no social life because it was all on weekends. And, uh, and, and I had zero ability to keep a proper sleep schedule. And to this day, I cannot stay up all night without like really losing my mind. So I'm totally panicked. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to be doing here. I found myself another job just working like a nine to five as a receptionist, which was just so dull. I got this email out of the blue from Algonquin College, and it said, uh, you've been accepted to the event management postgraduate program. And I'm like, what? I had applied for this program the year before. I had no idea how the hell I possibly was able to be accepted into it, but I was like, sure, why not? And I saw this movie, She's Out of My League, and the, the two women in it, Kristen Ritter and whoever else the other woman is, I don't know her name, another actress who's very good at her job, had a, an event planning company they had their own company. And I was like, well, that is really friggin' cool. So here I go again, following this, this pattern of me just like doing what I'm seeing in the movies instead of just being in the movies, which is what I really wanted to do anyway. Oh my God. I didn't even tell you guys about the fact that I was an extra on hairspray. Well, it was boring. Don't be an extra. It's really boring, but I digress. So I move out to Ottawa to Algonquin college and I'm taking this program and it's totally bizarre to take these college programs because like, I don't know what it is, but everyone just kind of fights with each other and it's very competitive for like absolutely no reason. So I think colleges, you need to work on that because it's not good. At the same time, I meet my partner, Justin DeClue. He's super cool and super cute and he's a filmmaker. And I'm like, whoa, no way. I've always wanted to have a director boyfriend for my life. And And I start thinking like, oh, okay, like maybe I could get back into the film stuff again because at this point it had been, I don't know, seven, six, seven years since I had done anything with a camera at all. But I got out my old mini DV camera and I started looking at all my old films and I just started feeling really inspired again to do things. So he was working on Teddy Bomb and asked me if I would voice his ex-girlfriend in the film and then also write the score. 
I didn't know how to do either of those things. But the point is that if I hadn't just tried it out, then I never would have gotten to a point where we were working on a new film together a couple of years later. So after I'm finished this program, I moved to Toronto and uh, I get a job as like a data entry clerk at an agency. And it's like the worst thing ever. I, I can't stand it. And, and I'm living this double life again. And I'm, I'm like, on one hand, I want to be doing really creative things. And then on the other hand, I want to present this like super professional person to the world who I, I don't know what clothes I was even wearing. Like they just weren't me. Like I'm a t-shirt and jeans kind of a person. And like very simplistic clothes, but I was wearing these like, I don't know, it just clothes that were not my personality. So like I, I, I had completely different life, lives that I was living. And the problem with that is that I was denying my ability to be a creative person. I was like, no, I can't do these certain things on film because if I do, then it's going to look bad to this company that I'm working for. And I'm going to I'm going to feel weird about it. And meanwhile, Justin's like, but why? Like, it's a funny idea. Why can't we just do it? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Because like, you know, I have to think about my career. And I'm like, I'm not thinking about the right career right now. I'm not thinking about the one that I really want to have. I was thinking about the one that I did have, you know, like dress for the career you want, whatever. I wasn't. I was dressing for the one I had. Oh, just think about it like that. It's so interesting. But anyway. So Justin and I are making all of these short films. We're having a blast doing that. We move in together. We're in love. We still are. And I'm working a bunch of random jobs. And uh, actually, I got so depressed at this first job that I I left um, to find myself another job. But it was just a contract. So I was unemployed for like six or seven months. Uh, And in the middle of all of that, I wrote a kid's album called Gross Kids Songs, which is so not appropriate for kids. I don't know anything about kids at all. And then my friend asked me if I would perform all of this music for her niece's birthday party. It was like the most awkward thing I think I've ever done in my life. So finally, I found myself another day job and I'm doing more creative things. And Justin and I decide we're going to make impossible horror. And this is like our big thing that we worked on for like several years. This was the first time I actually was able to use all of my various skill sets in one place. And this is the first time I realized or found out actually that I am a multi-hyphenate, which means I have many different hyphens in my job title. So I was the producer, I was craft services, I was special effects, I acted in it, I wrote the music for it, I did the sound editing and the sound mixing, I did the PR and the promos, and I did all of this stuff, the crowdfunding campaign, everything. And finally, we got to premiere the film at the Toronto After Dark Film Festival, which was like a huge deal for us. Um, And then a couple of months later, we were invited to New York to the the Lincoln Center for the Arts, I believe is what it's called the Arts Center of Lincoln. Anyway, they were doing a Scary Movies Film Festival and we were selected, which was just amazing. So think back to 17-year-old Emily who was like obsessively dreaming about living in New York and having a sexy director boyfriend who was amazing. And it just kind of blew my mind. At the same time, I'm like, wow, okay, well, I'm kind of done with this phase of my life, and I'm not totally sure what to do next. By this time, I had figured out how to make money for myself by freelancing, and I was building websites, so I didn't have to worry about this this extra job just, like, holding me down all the time. I just had crazy clients calling me at all hours of the day, and then I figured out how to say no. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's a story for later. So I'm in New York and I'm treating myself to breakfast at Tiffany's, but I can't find Tiffany's and I guess it was under construction. I have no idea. And I end up at 30 Rockefeller Plaza, which is, you know, where NBC is and you know, the show 30 Rock, you know, when, when they, they film the very beginning of the show and the opening sequence and it goes, so I was drinking a cup of coffee and I was, I looked up and I was like, and I saw the building and I was like, oh my God, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be right now in this moment. Like everything led to this. This is a crazy journey. It just led to this. And, um, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta do the thing that I've always wanted to do. I gotta be like a Tina Fey and an Amy Poehler. I gotta figure out how to be a comedy filmmaking person or TV show person. And I immediately called the Second City Training Center in Toronto and booked myself in for the next available writing class. I was so shy in that writing class that I decided that I had to book myself in immediately for an improv class. And I managed to get in on the next term. And thankfully I did because I met so many amazing people. So I'm building my business, my freelancing creative business, the first iteration of the ultimate creative, which was just mostly websites. And then I, uh, at the same time, I'm, I'm creating a web series. We've made two web series together, Venture Shark and Date Kate over the last year. And I don't, again, like this, you know, when you think about if you knew how much work a thing was going to be, you probably wouldn't do it, right? I had zero clue how much work I was getting myself into, like absolutely none. And it was so hard. It was so difficult, but it was so worth it in the end because now we've got these two friggin' hilarious shows and I get to say that I'm actually doing it now instead of just like hiding it in, right? So... The Ultimate Creative turned into the concept agency when I worked with uh, my, my partner, Rachel, on this, uh, this different iteration of the business. Unfortunately, it's since uh, dissolved, but that means that there's this new iteration of The Ultimate Creative, which is me doing this stuff. And it's like really exciting. And, and this is actually the second time that I recorded this episode because... <laughs> I, uh, no, it's like the third time because I could not figure out how the F to talk about anything on camera for a long period of time all by myself. So I started with this episode, recorded three other ones, and then came back to this one and it just flowed so much easier. And you can see there's like a smile on my face. Like I just, I feel so jazzed about this now. I'm feeling really excited about the fact that I get to create the things that I want to create that I've been talking about doing for years, like literally years. And I get to do it and have fun with it. I'm feeling like the point of this story is that I didn't know what the hell I was doing for like the whole time I was alive. And now I still don't know, but I know a lot more. And, and what, I wanna, what I wanna kind of impart with this whole story is that if you don't know what you're doing and if you don't know what you wanna be when you grow up, whatever, and you're 32 and you're still trying to figure your shit out. It doesn't mean that you can't figure it out. It doesn't mean that you can't be or do so many different things. Like you have so many different opportunities to do it. And if you think about the fact that um, we're all now stuck inside with this stupid coronavirus thing and we don't know what's coming next. If you have the opportunity to do something that you want to do, figure out a way to make it happen. Just 
figure out a way to make yourself do it. Check out my other episodes on how to be motivated and uh, how to start something new um, and also how to manage a multi-hyphenate career because I think those will really help you to understand how to evolve your career, especially during this time where we're all stuck inside and can't really do anything. And I am 100% sure that despite the fact that you're not going to have a clue what you're doing, you're going to do a great job at it. I'm really excited to find out how you all make your careers, your creative careers. Um, So if you have a story that you'd like to share, a creative career story you'd like to share, I'd love to talk about it on this podcast. So you can send me an email at emily at the ultimate creative.com or uh, leave it in the comments section of this episode. I'm super excited to learn all about you and to encourage you on your creative career journey. And it's gonna be a blast. I'm so excited. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Have a fantastic day. Thanks for listening to the Ultimate Creative Podcast. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find this show. So if you found some value in what you've heard today, please rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Okay, time to go do all the things. Bye!